Welcome to the Strip Down Know Nothing podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right, whether they're a masterpiece or a fart. From polywog in a bog to half a heart, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. Even a eunuch can't resist the magic of a kiss from my co-host, Evan. If I were him, and I wish that I was him, <laughs> all the things I'd do to make myself turn blue. <laughs> if I were him, and I wish I were him, all the things I'd do, do to, to make, make myself, myself turn... look slim. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's my co-host, Saker. <laughs> hey, that's me. Um, how are you, Ev? I'm alive. Hey, not much changed since the last episode. <laughs> Always alive. Oh, still so sick. There's never been a time that I haven't been alive that I'm aware of. Um, <laughs> inarguable. <laughs> hey, I was just having this conversation with my wife. Uh, before babies are born, are they dead? No. Okay. They just don't exist. Yeah, but if you're not alive, what are you? <laughs> not alive. I mean, there's like, I think to be dead, you have, have to be, have been alive at some really? point. Yeah. Why? Is that part of the so definition it's like, for alive? No, or for this, dead, This I mean? is my personal definition. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not like... There's no dictionary here. Right, right, We're right. Just, this is all extemporaneous. <laughs> and so, like, let's say if you're baking cupcakes. Uh-huh. Before the cupcakes are... <laughs> the flour in my cabinet is, is a cupcake. cupcake. Yeah, I mean... It's a dead cupcake. This is like a... This is like a right-to-life sort of argument, right? <laughs> oh, no. I didn't realize what I was yeah, doing. Yeah, pushing, you're pushing an agenda. <laughs> Babies do not exist before they are... Nothing is dead before it's alive. Uh, I You think, just don't exist. I think that's... I think we should save babies that aren't even conceptual right. so you should yet. every man needs to stop masturbating when you have a wet dream you actually you need to go to sleep with like a condom on <laughs> so you can collect your semen and pour it back in well you gotta you gotta freeze it right okay then when you find the right, right woman right and then women i don't know how you would handle ovulation right like how how would periods go like if you had to if every egg has to be fertilized oh. and every sperm has to be used yeah, yeah there you go saker <laughs> This is, the, this is the future the MAGA people well, I want. I didn't say all children should live. I just said, are they dead before they're born? And I said, no. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, children are... We can have different what was your, opinions. What was your opinion? I think mine was yours. Okay. <laughs> I was just playing devil's advocate. Oh, and uh, and your wife agreed, thought that they were dead before they were born? No, I think we both thought the same. <laughs> okay, so The conversation that we were having is a big conversation in air quotes where I just thought it would be a funny thing to say to her. And then mm-hmm. we both said, no, that's silly. That was the conversation. Well, good. Yeah. Evbo, you walked in with a package today. I do. I was going to actually bring that up. But oh, I do very have a, good. A, I figured we didn't have anything else to talk about at the moment. This is a birthday package for Saker. My birthday is in, in today. Uh, today is what I meant to say. Sure. Well, you got me because a birthday Because it's far too late to be a Christmas present, <laughs> and we are certainly not recording this episode on Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. What's that? You do you hear? Ching, 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 ching. bells or anything? No, I don't. Oh, oh, oh. <gasps> Who's that? I don't know, but they <laughs> dropped this present down the chimney for you. <laughs> That's behind me. How did you get it? Uh, wow. It flew into my heart. This is a beautifully wrapped present. I'm going to open it up. Oh, goodness. What could it be? It feels you have to like get a it right book. to the microphone so I'm they can not... get that ASMR. Uh, asthma. I'm not going to look at it until it's fully unwrapped. Okay. And then I'm going to turn it to what I think is the correct side. Yes. Is this the correct side? That's the correct side. Okay. Evan got me. The Bare Naked Ladies Chronology by Patrick Lemieux. Oh, it's hey. the other Bare Naked Lady book that was written. <laughs> There's only two. Look at this list of dates. Yes. October 25th, <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies perform at Blue Cross Arena in Rochester, New York. It is possibly the most <laughs> insane book ever written. <laughs> and it's like somebody just... Oh, my went, God. They went through every everything that the Bare Naked, uh, that Bare Naked Ladies has done everything no like solo projects solo every like dude jim performed at by himself at this fucking coffee shop this is horrifying yeah somebody I thought there was going to be like stories or like articles or something but this is literally just a date of like july 7th bare ladies perform at the rock and roll hall of fame cleveland ohio u.s july 11th bare ladies perform at aquavis hamilton ontario u.s july 12th Bernicke ladies perform at Thunderdome. That is Ooh. pretty sweet. There Thank are there are that. like he does break it down a little bit more and talk more when they're talking about solo projects things like that to explanation. But it's not it's not a it's not a narrative. This is terrifying. Yeah, this is somebody who was so into the Bernicke ladies out there is terrifying. And I think if he found out we were making fun of his book, you would be <laughs> your days would be numbered, buddy. So what do you think? When this is this, a great book. Well, this is a great book. What does this go up to? This goes up to. 
2014. Wow, this is fairly recent. <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies record the following at Jim Cregan's house in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Smile. Acoustic. That was June 11th. June 18th. Bare Naked Ladies record the following at Jim Cregan's house. This thing was peering in Jim Cregan's window. <laughs> what are they recording now? Yeah, see if you can get him on the podcast. Do you want to? Even though we just made fun of his terrifying book. We didn't. I did. Sure. Yeah, I would love to get him on the podcast. This would be amazing. <laughs> Wouldn't this be fun as hell? Oh my god. I feel like every question we would ask him, he would answer with like, yes, in fact, Bernie Ladies <laughs> performed that song. Uh, I think this song is about No, you are incorrect. This song is actually about the time they were at Jim Green. It'd be one house. of those like it'd be one of those things where we're, we're interviewing the guy and then like maybe an hour into the interview, like a car honks outside your house and we hear it on his mic too. <laughs> and then we go and there's just like a fucking van out front. <laughs> oh my God. Steven Page, the track listing for the Art of Time Ensemble. This is scary. I want to read this like whole fucking thing. We'll go for it. Oh my God. Oh, it's yours now. Every, every once in a while, he will, like, uh, uh, editorialize just a little bit. October 9th, Bare Naked Ladies released the Big Bang Theory theme as an iTunes signal. Single, excuse me. Big Bang Theory theme. One minute, 45 seconds. Written by Ed Robertson. Appears on iTunes. This is the complete recording of the theme, and you can tell right away that there's a lot more history and science accounted for. Even if you haven't seen the show, this is a really good song and should be in your BNL collection. <laughs> Why would he have a list of facts and then randomly go... Now this one is the good one. Well, he likes. He's got. He's got his own personal favorites. Like he has to. He has to juggle being an objective reviewer of the Berenica Ladies and also a subjective fan. This is so weird. And I think he walked the line perfectly. Evan, thank you so much. We got each other the Berenica Ladies <laughs> books for Chris for our birthdays. Yep. I gave you yours at like November first, which is my birthday. And yes, January. Whenever this episode comes out. Um. Wow terrifying i love it this is great tell you what i have actually been uh every night before my partner and i go to bed i have been reading books uh to uh, her stomach basically <laughs> just so he hears a little my my unborn my dead child <laughs> hears my voice nope. uh boy that's horrifying um and uh i, I think i might start reading him the bare ladies chronology just so, so i don't think we need to give your partner another reason to not want us to do this podcast <laughs> to get her on an episode let's be honest i think our partners would be fun to have on an episode wouldn't that be a blast mine would be game but i feel like that's a fucking pandora's box we don't want that how so why you're looking at me but not answering me uh, i'm done here <laughs> why would that not be a joy to have our partners on this podcast i love my partner uh-huh which is why you want your partner on the podcast right don't mm. you want to share the things you love with the people you love <laughs> <laughs> the things I love is a very broad definition if it includes this podcast. <laughs> I think it would be a blast. We should get them on one episode just to, to pal around. I'll do what I do when my partner uh, gives me an idea that I don't want to do. Yeah, sure. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> and then never take any action towards right, actually yeah. getting it done. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do anything to make something I don't want happen happen. Right. But so if, if he does wanna, it. If you want to do it, that's on you. Okay. I don't, I don't, that's all, it's all implicit in my statement. Yeah, yeah, let's totally do that. <laughs> okay, cool. And then I just let the matter drop. I'm going to play this episode for him. <laughs> I'm at least going to play this part. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see him enough to actually play this for him. Uh, well, thank you. This is a very kind thing for you to do. This is the first kind thing you've ever done. <laughs> It's not true at all. You are kind so much. Uh, I, I very oh, much and my uh, my son did did a oh he did coloring on the wrapping paper. It's not a coloring. It's a picture. Oh, what you, is it a you picture tore, of? Uh, dinosaur pizza. <laughs> is that really what it is? Yeah, dinosaur pizza was what he <laughs> what he titled that one. Uh, I wish I would have known when I was unwrapping it. I yeah, I wish I wish I would have told you. I. <laughs> it's okay. We could have hung it on the fridge. That's okay. I mean, he prefers his art ripped up into pieces on the floor. <laughs> yeah, that's what he he would have done that naturally to it. So you're fine. Yeah, uh, that's where he wants it. Yeah, he's my, a he's a creative kid. He was uh my 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 wife was watching him last time you were over recording an episode, and uh, he pulled a Kleenex out of her thing and just tore it into the tiniest shreds and threw it snowing in the room it was wonderful he uh got into a um the bathroom mm -hmm. and found a bunch of maxi pads <laughs> and then pulled them out and went happy birthday happy birthday and ran through the house throwing them around because <laughs> he thought they were wrapped presents <laughs> that's amazing yeah he's a guy Aww, children isn't that great Speaking of children, let's get to this week's song. I'll be that little girl. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> All 
right. Our song this week is I'll Be That Girl. If you've never heard it before, here's a quick sample. Boy, let's start it off. That opening, mm. that accordion, mm. woofy, woof, woof. Mm. It's so good. Yeah, and it, it's it's an accordion and it's played in a way that I don't normally hear it with just like single notes. Yeah. Because usually it's chords. And... I thought it was a melodica when he yeah. was playing it. I had to look up on the Wikipedia to see mm. what instruments were on this because track. Because I was looking on the on the Ships and Dips crew cruise. He's Kevin is playing the actual. Oh, is he? Uh, um, accordion, and he does he does like chords. Oh, for so, this song? Yeah. Oh, weird. So he plays it like more like I expect. I'm not saying I don't know. I don't actually know how to play an accordion, right. but like when I hear accordions, I always hear sort of played like guitars, like right. where it's like a you'll do a riff and then you'll go to a chord, but right. instead of just like a single sustained notes, which, which right. what he was doing. <laughs> Yeah, it's Which really weird. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. A oh lot. no, no, no! Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was cool. I, I, uh, I don't know, like the it, fucking banjo. I was about Bing to say, bong. Bing bong boom. <laughs> we Damn, <have> right. <laughs> banjo and accordion on yeah. this song. Delightful yeah. and compliment. And those guitar and the guitar chords just come like the electric guitar chords just come in cutting through the mix. And they're just op like, the open chords. Yeah. Those like big, mm -hmm. big sounding chords. Yeah. But just like a pop song in the late nineties. Banjo and accordion mm -hmm. on that shit. The bare naked ladies, ladies are trendsetters, visionaries. Yeah, that's right. Fucking Mumford and Sons built a career on this they shit. They are. Do you know who those sons were? The bare, bare naked, naked ladies. <laughs> bare naked ladies sons. I want those two bands would taste great together. I wonder why they haven't gone on. Probably because Mumford and Sons um, was so much more popular. Well, and also then I think died. bare naked ladies is less viewed as sort of a that sort of type of band. Like, yes. It's seen as a pop band. Yeah. And, and Mumford is sort of, is also a pop band, but also seen as more sort of... Mumford's for young hipsters. Bare Naked yeah. Ladies is for old people, I think, probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, I feel like future, like, Bare Naked Lady tracks have taken, like, their albums have taken a more pop stance. Yeah. Than... than previously then yeah i think when steve left mm -hmm. uh they became that's, that's a lot a, more like more sort of pop even, even country even yeah so, so it's not i mean not a bad thing just a just a musical choice there's an interesting actually an interview uh that i read for this song which <gasps> we'll talk about later but um uh what did you get from a geocity site <laughs> um but tell uh, me now it was what's okay sure tell me now well because I, tell I mean, me now okay it has a lot to do with the lyrics so do we want to get into it already do we ever like have a pattern that we follow <laughs> no, not we kind really. of, yeah. we kind of ramble over the songs right <laughs> well because the interview i was looking for some sort of insight some sort of canon insight into mm -hmm. this song did you find this interview with launch magazine maybe okay so uh what i did okay but yeah you go ahead okay yeah, yeah yeah so it was an interview from february 1st 1999 from launch website and cd-rom which i really love that that was their <laughs> their thing right uh, Launch says, I'm particularly int intrigued by I'll Be That Girl. From some of the lyrics, I take it, the song has something to do with auto-erotic asphyxiation. Am I on the right track? Ever tried it? He says to Stephen Page. Oh. God damn, what a way to lead off a question. Hey, you ever choked yourself while jerking your dick? <laughs> Internet is a wild fucking west back there in the late 90s, right? But this was for like a presumably professional website cd-rom magazine combo i don't know it's just an insane question yeah yeah like if you had you stopped at is this song about autoerotic fixation weird but sure ever tried it ever tried it and steve says back i haven't tried autoerotic fixation myself but i love the fact that people will go to any extreme to make themselves feel good strongly even for a brief period of time, and risk either death or humiliation to do it. I think the worst thing would be to hanging and to still be alive. Can you imagine someone walking in and your naked genitals in hand? I wanted to write a song about how desperate, how desperation. I wanted to write a song about desperation and how a man would do anything to get the gratification he thought he wanted, deserved, needed. And if that meant hurting himself or inducing others to hurt themselves, that's what he would do. It's kind of a French movie in three minutes. Hmm. Strange quote. All, this whole interview is very weird. But so, 
Number one thing we learned about the Bandicoot ladies. Steve has never tried autoerotic asphyxiation. So that's something to keep in mind as we view future songs okay. and kind of just Fair contextually. Enough. Fair enough. Um, but number two, I mean, it really doesn't give us a whole lot of insight into the song. Just a man, a, a, a uh, entitled narrator, mm -hmm. right? Who thinks that he deserves a girl, right? Mm -hmm. This might be the first song where we can actually, the song is gendered. Right. Um, but does he want a girl or does he want to be the girl? Well, that's a good question. I mean, th the lyrics to this song are very because you could say obtuse. he is a um, in the like a in the a ninety someone uh, a gay guy in the nineties who is in love with a man who is straight. Yeah. So he's like, I wish I could be a girl. Like he's sort of verging on trans and wants to sort of do that. But like this guy is straight and he knows that even if he is, he does you know change right this guy's still not going to be the kind of person who would be that i did read a lot of songmeetings.com <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> that interpreted it as a possible sort of like uh the man the guy's gay in the song and he wants to be with another guy mm -hmm. maybe if i'm a girl yeah um but i i think that there's a lot of uh, I, I don't know because it doesn't it feels like he hates the girl not himself like, he, he hates her for not being, you know, receptive to him. Like, I, I don't think, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't think that he's, he's mm. like, I, I want to be her. Because I think every time he wants to be her, he, he wants to say, like, if, you know, you love yourself, right? Because I think he even mentions it. Oh, yeah. If he says, if you'll not have me as someone else, uh, if, as myself, perhaps as someone else, perhaps as you, I'll be worth noticing, right? If you will not have as myself Perhaps as someone else Perhaps as you I'll be worth noticing So you love yourself so much that, uh, you know, if I were you then you would kiss me. I don't know, but do you think that that's possible like that he's saying that you know, if I were you, a guy the guy that I love? I, I, don't, I don't see a third party in this situation. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Do you? Well, so, yeah, so? I guess it could be, you know, someone in love with someone who is a nar like totally narcissistic. I mean, this isn't 100%. Here's how I viewed this song. Mm -hmm. We have an incel narrator, right? He's in love with this girl. He's obsessed with this girl. This girl rebuffs him for whatever reason. And he says, fuck you. You only love yourself. You're in love with yourself. The reason you don't love me is because you're so hot and I'm so ugly, right? Hey, mm -hmm. one day when you stop being pretty, I'm still going to be here waiting for you and you'll thank me then. You'll be so happy that I waited for you all this time. So, okay. I see that, right. and that was a, that's a, that's like so. I think that's the easiest read. This read, I feel like there's a there's a spectrum of reads you can take okay. in the song, and on one end is that like this sort of creepy incel like uh, read, and then there's also sort of a heartwarming read. Really? Because like you could view this song in a lot of different ways, and it all depends on the relationship at its core, right? Uh -huh. If it's this relationship where this guy is believes that he deserves this woman and wants to be with her and, you know, has nothing but, like, disregard for her even as he loves her, uh, that's terrible, right. right? This creepy guy. But also, if it's, like, a trusting relationship and it's sort of like a, a meditation on, like, polyamory or something where he's saying, like, that that, that line you used, um, like, they're they're... So they're like in a thruple or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, if they're trusting and sort of friendly and he's like, well, you go out and you do what you need to do and I'll be ba I'll be here waiting like when you're not beautiful and young anymore sort of thing. Oh, okay. So, it's so about there's them. less of a sexual so relationship. So it's like an open, like an open relationship more sort of, an, of thing. An emotional relationship maybe. Or where... even it could have been sexual or it doesn't really matter. Like because it's just whatever it is, it's open now. Okay. And he might not want it to be open, but it is. And he's... You're okay, me, you're giving me like I, I'm, eyebrow I'm not really following. He doesn't. Well, I mean, what lyric part of that kind of gave you that idea? I, maybe what well, you said the 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 part I quoted, but I'm not quite sure what you're talking about. That that gave you the idea that it might be a thruple uh, where he's allowing her to go out and do what she wants to do. Oh, you're just saying the part where it says I'll be I'll still be here. Oh when yeah, because we've got plenty of time to grow old and die. But when at last your beauty's faded, you'll be glad I've waited for you, sort of thing. So they're going out and they're sowing their wild oats. But they're maintaining, like, contact with one another. Wow. So you think the part where he says, you know, it's time to kick off your shoes, learn how to choose sadness? It's time to kick off your shoes, learn how to choose sadness. It's time to 
is like, you know, well, you know, I, I'm in this committed relationship. She wants it to be open. I don't. But you know what? Sometimes I just have to learn how to choose sadness. Right. I mean. What? You're saying yes? Part of, part, and again, I'm not polyamorous, but uh-huh. I've done a lot of reading on it. Okay. Um, so part of it is when you're in a polyamorous relationship, right, you, you want your partner to be happy, but making your partner happy might make you unhappy. Okay. Right. So if your partner is, you know, in love with somebody else like that, that hurts, that hurts somebody. Right. That hurts the, the main, right. Or right. The, the person who's sure. There. So you're, so you're thinking my partner is with somebody else. They're happy, but why would they do this to me? Why would they hurt me like this? Right. So that's, that's, that's sort of the tie in that I'm thinking. Yeah, boy, I guess I could see so that. He's, he's saying, I don't, I'd rather be with you if you're being with other people than be with you alone then like force this relationship and it would just fall apart yeah i'd rather you know i'm choosing sadness yeah and uh i I think the only the only so it's somebody who doesn't want to be polyamorous who's entering into a polyamorous relationship is what i'm thinking not healthy but again you know it's a choice that they made right they're they're a choice that they're saying i'm going to be sad but it could come out either way and i'm thinking this is sort of a gender fluid situation too okay i i just i I but again, I uh, I know a lot of people who are in throuples and open relationships and stuff. Not it's not for me, but you know, because I'm a hobbit. Right. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> the only so. the only thing that 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 really pushes me away from that is how concerned he is with her beauty. Like he mentions, you know, when at last your beauty's faded, I'll be you'll be glad I've waited for you. Mm-hmm. And then right afterwards, he says, when you're done with being beautiful and young, when that course is run. Then come to he's well, just that's very. How he's, that's how he's selling himself on this. I understand. I'll be. I'll, yeah. I'll be your emotional rock, even if you're yeah, ugly. I'll be your prime relationship, right? Yeah. When you're done with being beautiful and young, when that course is run, then come to me. I'll be that girl. Because I care. I care about you and all these other people who you're going to be with and are going to be secondary relationship. Yeah. Sure. It's like he's trying to sell himself on this, right? Yeah. Because when somebody does, when someone you're in a relationship does something to you that hurts you, it's yeah. a lot easier to blame other people for that because that, yeah. that that's sort of emotional shorthand for letting them off the hook. So like, yeah. say your say your partner cheats on you. It's a lot easier to blame the person they cheated on with than yeah. your partner because you still want to have a relationship with your partner. So you want to let them sort of off the hook emotionally. Sure. So that's that's just an easy shorthand. I'm not saying it's healthy, but it's you know it's something that a lot of people do. I've seen a lot of people do it. You know, there's a song on Maroon about <gasps> cheating called "Off the Hook." Oh, I'm so Lord. glad you just accidentally referenced our next album, Chamboli. <laughs> Chamboli. <laughs> that's our famous catchphrase on Brady Good Ladies podcast. <laughs> Chamboli. It's Chamboli. Um, what would a Chamboli be? It's like a churro stromboli. <laughs> That would be amazing. You said it and your face lit up like a Christmas tree. I don't. So what do you picture it? Like a folded over dough with like cinnamon sauce inside? No, it has like, like a, icy. Like it's like a str- It's like a churro, right? Uh-huh. It's got a churro texture. So it's like a thick sort of doughy. And uh-huh. it's got cinnamon and sugar on the outside. And inside is sort of like a like a cream cheese icing. Okay. Oh my mm. God. That sounds good. A chamboli. Because you usually dip your churros and stuff. Yeah. Well, do you? I don't know anybody who dips their churros. I do. Do you? You get a you get a, you get a fresh churro. You don't need to dip it. It's moist. It's but yeah, you get but those you Taco Bell ass yeah. churros, yeah. Yeah. cinnamon twists. Yeah. Uh, oh, thank God. I felt like we were getting into the weeds talking about polyamory and throuple. Yeah. So yeah, glad wanna, we got out with we'll bring it right back. Bring it right back. Chamoli. <laughs> I think that's a really I I couldn't find and I was looking too. Any other read of this song, like, I think it's got to be about a guy, an incel who's obsessed with a girl. But you're right. I think that read, that read does work. If like I said, it's like a spectrum. Like I said, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways you can read this. Did you have more? No. I mean, it could be. <laughs> a spectrum could, of two. Well, I mean, that's, those are the ends of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, it yeah. could be about a vampire. It could be about the talented Mr. Ripley. It could be about uh, Silence <laughs> of the Lambs, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be about the post-apocalypse. Evan, give us that read. <laughs> oh, yes, of course, which I have written up. <laughs> Uh-huh. So this is a mutant, uh-huh. a post-apocalyptic mutant who is able. Mm-hmm. He's like a doppelganger. He's able to take people over. He sees, there's actually, a, I have a couple different ideas for this one. <laughs> of course. So You came prepared. So yeah, of course. Uh, it's like Bullet Town. So okay. the woman who runs Bullet Town, we'll call Bullet her, 
it's a bullet. Oh, that's the name. You of don't that. know Bullet Town? <laughs> you ain't never heard of Bullet Ball? Sure, sure. Uh, so yeah, the woman who runs it is sort of like a Tina Turner esque sort of uh, Thunderdome lady. She is. You know the Bandicoot ladies played at Thunderdome. I okay, heard. sorry. Keep going though. Yeah, so she's like super large and in charge. She runs Barter Town or Bullet Town, as the case may be. Sure, sure. Um, and he's in love with her, but he he's in love with not only her and her beauty and her her sort of. Uh, je ne sais quoi mm-hmm. but also uh he wants to be her so bad and take her over but he doesn't have the capability to do so yeah that's a real silence of the lambs situation i mean outside like, I, I see why you said silence of the lambs now so this is like this ahead. is like some some sort of madman yeah from the, and it, he doesn't even have to be able to take people's other people's forms he wants to like peel off her fucking skin yeah, and yeah, wear yeah. it and he wants to be like the head of bullet town yeah but he's not ne- he's never gonna be that right right but he's in love with her so he's sort of like in this uh so maybe he's her like champion or something okay. he's the guy who who's in thunderdome oh jesus he's the fucking master Blaster, 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 oh, blaster, I don't, blaster, I don't want yeah. him to be like a, a guy with Down syndrome who shouldn't be fighting. In yeah, the, but I mean, I guess if you've got Down syndrome <laughs> in the post-apocalypse, like, would it be better to be oh my forced God, you're to saying co- at least make yourself? Useful? No, I mean, no. I'm just saying, like, would it be better to just Jesus. die, or would it be better to be forced into blood sports? Like, I, that's a bad, uh, you bad have two options. That's a bad, bad situation. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I know. I, I see what you're saying. Not not great. And you're going to have a lot of people with Down syndrome in the f- post-apocalyptic future because it's fucking radiation yeah. everywhere. You're going to have a lot of people with like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, all sorts of uh, gene differently, mutations. Differently yeah. able to mutation. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> that's a read. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. You said you had a bunch. Oh, yeah. Another one is, uh, <laughs> so this guy is sort of like an outsider, sort of a Mad Max character. Uh-huh. And he's looking at- You've been in... referencing Mad Max a lot the past well, couple weeks. <laughs> it's post-apocalyptic, right? Oh, it's yeah. Really okay. We've got to have to It's an easy read. But an... last week, you referenced it and referenced the Swamp Rock, but go ahead. They were all scarred up. One of them had one eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, keep going. So I'll try and do no more Mad no, Max. I love it. Ma- I love no it. more Mad Max reaches. Rockatansky. These are all going to be like uh, Apocalypse World. Do it. Love it. Or one of our listeners knows what Apocalypse World is. And that's me. Okay, <laughs> I have to edit these. So episodes. anyway, um, where was I? Okay, so he sees this uh, this girl, this beautiful uh-huh. girl. She's uh, she's like one of the oh, it's just 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 fucking Mad Max. Okay, like the new Mad Max movie. Okay, right? so he sees these beautiful women. Right. Uh, with a, with a little bit of a twist. So it's Mad Max and Imperator Furiosa trying to rescue these women from uh, Immortan Joe, and they're okay. running across the thing. But he wants. It's not that he wants to rescue them. It's that he wants to be them. Oh, okay. He wants to be beautiful and young. Oh, so he's sort a of a, old, Is there a trans narrative in there? too maybe oh, i hope so okay sure 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 yeah. good right. trans narrative put it in there yeah why not make we it happen more. sure sure right. yeah a lot of trans people out there who need representation I in media agree and good for them japan is not doing them any favors i've just been watching so much japanese media lately and oh. they still treat well, every trans japan is like joke. i want to say like not culturally but in terms of like progressive social issues japan is remarkably backwards in a lot of ways behind us yeah very weird um but I, who am I to fucking talk? We elected Donald Trump, you know? This is also true. Never mind. I eat my words. Yum, nom, 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 nom. America is backwards. We're a horrible place. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, Let's do better. Come on, everyone. Yeah, we Come can on, do everyone. this. Everyone listening to the Bare Naked Ladies podcast yes. right now, if we started to move together, we could have a revolution <laughs> in this country. All 110 of us. Wait for the word. I actually, speaking of this, I like, okay. So I, I, I hate all of Stephen Page's narrators because I read this as as sort of just an asshole, you know, shitty, entitled male. Mm-hmm. I am surprised more MRAs haven't embraced Bare Naked Ladies as sort of a unifying flag mm. for the red pill movement. I think they're too progressive. Like they're like Stephen Page definitely Nowadays. has Nowadays. But I mean, even back then they were talking sort of like I feel like they're too whimsical for the MRAs. I feel like M- MRAs don't really bind with whimsy that well like yeah. they take themselves seriously well do I, I mean they call themselves proud boys they well, i mean now we're talking about right Nazi, which right, are right, so right, crazy right, different right. But, but i feel like i feel like bare naked ladies at the point where the proud boy movement has come to its zenith uh-huh. is not really on their cultural canon yeah yeah you're right you're right because like, it's mostly younger mm-hmm. men yeah uh yeah so i mean probably one or two of them like it yeah. bare naked ladies crosses all <laughs> political boundaries that's a beautiful song and a beautiful band right anyone can enjoy it even weird <laughs> red pill nazis <laughs> terrible people yes um do you think this might have been born this song might have been born from the same research session as straw hat and old dirty hank i feel like he may have still had some of those like thoughts rattling around in his brain i feel like Stephen page always has those thoughts rattling around in his head this is like he can't fucking help himself this but write one was these co-written songs. with steve duffy again this this is a weird right. and, and Stephen duffy and i can see where Stephen page like inserts himself into the narrative like 
motherfucker can't even help himself. Like, if I had a gun, there'd be no tomorrow. Oh, God damn. Damn it. Cannot Steven fucking help himself. Page. I know. It sucks. And it's always just, like, one line. Just, like, a throw. <laughs> like unless the, the, unless the entire song's about it. Well, that's true. It's but... either the song's about it or they're just like, yeah, yeah. Might as well smash my face with a brick. Yeah, but like, I mean, and Stephen Duffy's not, not uh, you know, clear of culpability because he co-wrote, like, The Wrong Man Was Convicted, mm-hmm. Creepy Weird, Jane, Creepy Weird, like, so, but but he's also written good song. He yeah. wrote uh, I Live With It Every Day and yeah, stuff I mean, like I'm that. Not, so. I'm not saying it's wrong to talk about suicide so much. I think that well, but again, to toss it in as a aside is definitely well, not thoughtful. Can we, can we break down that uh, chorus for a second? Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. I really liked the uh, echo on Stephen Page's voice at the beginning of the line. Like, I'll be that girl. Uh huh. It's just like it's an it's not a harmony. It's an echo. But the two the first two couplets, like the clauses, are very different from the second two clauses. Like they're very different in tone. So, and I'll be that girl, and you would be right over. If that's I were nice. a field, you would be in clover. Both nice things. Also, the second line very poetic. I like yeah, that. If, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. These are okay. they're both good lines. If I were the sun, you'd be in shadow. If I had a gun, there'd be no tomorrow. <laughs> like, it's a very strange juxtaposition when you drill down into the actual lines. Yeah. Like they didn't work for me that way. Like, yeah. Here are two nice things that we'd be together. Yeah. I will kill myself <laughs> and you will die forever. Like, it's just like, what? Well, I think they get progressively darker, right? I'll be that girl, you'd be right over. Nice. If I were a field, you'd be in clover. Oh, no, clover's not as good as flowers. Oh, it's nice. If you were the sun, you'd be in shadow. Okay, now we're getting weird. <laughs> so it feels like he's kind of sort of uh, plumbing the depths as he moves downwards, right? Uh, I guess you could. It just it just felt like a weird juxtaposition, but Maybe I definitely, see that, I definitely see that read. Yeah. No, I mean... I don't think you can give Stephen Page enough credit. He thinks very much deeply about his songs. Yeah. It's very clear. And, and, and like, I do. I mean, that interview when he said, like, if that meant hurting himself or inducing others to hurt themselves, that's what he would do. So I, I, I really like the idea, like, oh. but here's what I don't understand about this. Uh, okay. About this Freaky Friday situation. Uh-huh. We're going to swap buddies. I'll be that girl. You'll be me. You'll see what it's like to be ugly. And I will fucking kill myself as you. <laughs> now you have to live as an ugly man. <laughs> but through the prism of Stephen Page, like, it's, if, if we're using the incel read, um, it's somebody who starts out a relationship with a girl uh, on good terms, reasonably mm-hmm. good terms, and then slowly it like degrades. a relationship, like a friendship, or a, uh, but a, whatever. A well, okay, he, sure. he he thinks it's romantic. She doesn't. Right. Okay. Well, well a Jane situation. Okay. We call it a textbook Jane. A textbook Jane. So, but instead of just like kinda, Saint Clair conundrum, kind of hanging around, and uh, you know, he gets progressively more insular and more evil, right? Uh-huh. So that's this is sort of the his descent into madness, mm-hmm. right? This this. So you've you've actually sold me on this. It makes a lot more sense to me. Okay. So he's like, yeah, everything's great. Uh, not as great. It's actually not that great at all. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> If I can't have you, no one will. <laughs> right. I'm going to be you. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. It's Because it's weird because he says, I'm going to be you. And then he talks about, if I had a gun, there'd be no tomorrow. I would wrap my pantyhose around my neck. <laughs> like, he wants to not just be this woman, but also want her to die. But he doesn't want her to die. He wants her to experience the pain of living as him <laughs> while he dies in her beautiful body. I suppose I'd start by removing all my clothes. It's a real fucked up situation. Unless you're a vampire. <laughs> Please, Dozo. So let's uh let's break that chorus down like let's we just did. Okay. So I'll be that girl. So I want to. Okay, it's a vampire who's obsessed with its sire. Okay. Right. Or a vampire falling in love with a mortal. Uh huh. So, not but not really being evil about it. So like. Obviously, it's like a, like a Lestat situation in Anne Rice's Vampire, okay. where I'm going to give you the choice I never had. Uh-huh. Like, I'm in love with you. I want you to be a vampire with me, but I'm not going to forcefully turn you into sure. a vampire. Okay. But Or you could say it's a vampire in love with its sire, because the line, if I were the sun, you would be in shadows, doesn't make sense unless they're vampires. Unless that's a, that's a good thing. S-O-N. If I were the sun, <laughs> you would be in sh- I think it's... <laughs> okay, But I mean, if you, if you were the sun as a vampire, you'd always want your yes. partner to be in shadow sure. because you wouldn't want to burn them alive. Sure. Though, I don't know why a vampire would be worried about having a gun. Yeah, unless it's loaded with silver bullets, which as we all know, don't, are don't affect vampires in, in, any, any more than <laughs> werewolves. Well, it actually depends on the fucking read. There's like, no silver bullet vampire. I'm sure there is. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, okay. I mean, doesn't Blade shoot silver stakes at them or something? <laughs> really? I don't fucking know. That's some dumb shit. Blade oh, is dumb. It's great. I love me some Blade. I do love me some Blade, too. Actually, I don't remember it. We've talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. Anytime Blade comes on, I'm usually far too incoherent to remember, yeah. which is why we keep watching Blade, which is why we keep to be honest. Blade. <laughs> um, uh, there's there's another site that's not songmeetings.com. It's called lyricinterpretations.com. Okay. And listen, I just went there because I was curious. Listen, but anyone now that people know about our listeners know about them, they can go to these sites. Yeah, so our, if you're our just if podcast you're, is useless. If you're just <laughs> if you're just spitting out this garbage. But let me tell you, lyricinterpretations.com, you can tag songs with things. And people have tagged the song with three things on the whole. Mm-hmm. Those three things are mental illness, okay, sex, accordion. <laughs> which I just I love this combination of those three things. Uh, it really tickled me. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I I, I thought this was a weird like. I think there is some some weird. He's hoping for some magical mm-hmm. realism, some sort of curse. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like like Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. I'd fuck me. Would you, <laughs> would you fuck, fuck me? me? Sort of thing. Like <laughs> Jesus. I think um, I love that fucking bridge though. Oh man, the that bridge, bridge is so was, good. Uh, it builds and builds, builds and, and builds. builds. Yeah. yeah, and it just it just that there have been some rough bridges in the past in some songs. I'm not really a fan, but this one, yeah, oh, this is everything a bridge should be. Yeah, and then everything cuts out, and then we have that accordion mm-hmm. again. Like fuck, it's mm-hmm. so good. Oh. But then the only thing I, I wasn't big on the bridge, which I think it's great. So the bridge is, you know, got plenty of time to grow tonight. When unless your beauty's faded, you'll be gone. That I've waited for you, and then we have this big dramatic moment when there's no music. And then the accordion comes back in. And then he goes, when you're done being beautiful and young, when that course is run, then come to me. And again, we have a cut. Then come to me. I'll be that girl. Like, okay, you can use that trick with me once. But when you use it twice, it becomes something you're leaning on. It's a crutch at that point. But I did like, it felt dramatic to me both (laughs) times. So I don't know if it was specifically bad. Um, What What if this is a song about an identity thief? Mm. who falls in love with the woman whose identity that he's stealing. <laughs> you just pitched me a rom-com that I bought in the room. Well, it's, sort of, it's sort of like Talented Mr. Ripley. Do you ever see that movie with Matt Damon? No. It's like a 2004 or 2002. Oh, it's, it's oh, makes a lot of sense, actually. So he is. it's one of Matt Damon's best movies. Okay. Uh, Matt Damon, not a great person. Oh, is he? Uh, he's, he this sort of me, He's sort of... Oh, his character. Uh, oh in the movie oh, okay and, and, i thought you meant a, his person yeah I, okay. I, I don't really know much about okay. him yeah he's he's a, a guy who takes on the persona of somebody in high society to try and get into high society and okay. he does successfully and to preserve his long story short to preserve his like thing he takes on a lot of different uh different personas and ends up murdering a bunch of people oh, to, Jesus. To, to preserve his uh just and he's also bisexual so he falls in love with both men and women and it oh just a great it's a great I, movie i thought it it's was a thriller what the fuck am i can you know what i'm confusing with hmm. i think for my entire life i've confused it with mr holland's open <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was about a high school teacher for some reason but it does make sense because so if i were you and i wish that i were you all the things i do to make myself turn blue blooded He's trying to get into high society. Okay. So, yeah. So, is Wedding Crashers just a remake of the Talented Mr. Ripley? I've actually never seen Wedding Crashers. Neither have I. I, I. Let's watch it. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, we're go- we'll pair Talented Mr. Ripley and Wedding Crashers. <laughs> I have to add that. We have a bunch. This is actually two movies I really want to watch. It's okay. sort of like most of the movies on our list. Perfect. The movies on our list are great. Uh, for listeners, <laughs> Evan and I have a list of movies that we need to watch together, but we always pair them together. For example, Birdemic and The Last Starfighter. <laughs> pairing for some night ace ventura jr slash son of the mask well that makes sense that'll be a good one yeah uh oh boy the u.s old boy and handmaiden <laughs> i don't know what a lot of the mcgruber and freddie got fingered hard mode sober yeah <laughs> that'll be a fun one well i think we let our partner suggest a bunch so that's why we get those the I, ones we uh, i think handmaiden was one that your mm-hmm. partner suggested mm-hmm. yeah but the talented mr ripley's a great movie it's one of those films that makes you like empathize with the villain oh cool because i love that it's just like he gets in over his head and he just has to keep one-upping and one-upping and one-upping and one-upping and then at the end he does something just has to do something terrible man have you ever seen the game oh with uh jimmy d douglas 
Yes. Jiminy Douglas. Yeah. <laughs> half cricket, half Michael Douglas. <laughs> exactly. Have you seen it then? I know of it. I, I've, I've heard it. Des- actually, I have heard it described to me by enough friends because they love it so much. Yes. They're like, let me give you a beat by beat plot summary. <laughs> so I've had that happen three times while I've been okay. drinking with friends. All right. Never mind. I've never actually seen the movie. We need to watch that sometime too. We're just talking about this is the worst podcast in the yep, universe. Let's get back to. Okay. Back to I'll be that podcast. Um, okay. Uh, all right. Should we get around to reviewing this song? Yeah, let's do it. Woohoo. All right, Evan, as you well know, we rate this song on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. So, where the, oh, sorry, the more bare naked the song is, the better it is. The more clothes it has on, the worse it is. So, where does this song rate for you? What do you think? Oh, God, this is fully naked for me. Fully naked? But someone is wearing its skin. <laughs> so, it's wearing skin as clothes. <laughs> Is, so it's fully clothed. It's like an Ed Gein, it's like an Ed Gein thing. Yes. And they're in the conundrum. <laughs> so did you hate or love this song? I really liked this song. I remember loving this song as a kid. I uh-huh. remember, every time it co- I've heard it on the radio infrequently, but every time I hear it, it makes me happy. Yeah. But drilling into the actual song, like yeah. I, you know, it's one of those songs I, I've... Here's something that this podcast has taken away from me. <laughs> the ability to... <laughs> to enjoy these songs, just to like come upon them in, in the wild and yeah. be like... So... <laughs> On on the surface, it's fully naked. I look at it and I'm like, that is an attractive song. Right. Then as I get closer and start to dig in, I'm like, wait a second. These things aren't quite matching up for me. Sure. Oh, oh no. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's wearing like one of those things. And the fucking rookie's over in the corner throwing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old beat cops tapping him on the back saying, it's all right, man. It happens to all of us. Yeah, I... So this is like a seven situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What is in the box? Um, I am kind of with you. Like, I, I think... I mean, honestly, I don't think we've had a bad song in this album yet. I no, think uh, fucking absolutely not. all four of these songs have been a delight and a joy uh, to, to varying uh, uh, degrees. But this song, I, I think, might be my least favorite of the first four. Not that it's bad, but I think it's unmemorable hmm. a little bit to me. Or at least less memorable than the hmm. other three. Which I, are... liked, I liked this better than Light Up My Room. But yeah, I, I don't for know. Me. Uh, yeah, I, I think for me this was a little... Both t- of them are good. A little too much. I think there's too much going on here. I think that we have another incel narrator, which I'm tired of. I think we just have this misogynistic... Even if he's playing a character, mm-hmm. I'm just bored of it. You know what I mean? Like, just a little bit tired. Meanwhile, with Light Up My Room... We had Ed, who kind of recapitulating the same themes from same thing, but doing it in a more sensible way, a way that makes him <laughs> like, which I was a, a song I liked in a better version of it, mm-hmm. right? I really like that they they sort of juxtapose. I mean, they always do this where they do like an Ed song and a Steve song yeah. together, and they're sort of similar, but not yeah. really. Yeah, and a bit. Ed is like, I'm happy, everyone's happy. Wouldn't it be nice to be this? And Steve's like, I'm sad, everyone's sad. I might kill myself, by the way. Okay, yeah. anyways, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that this is, Kill your parents, then kill yourself. Like, he's like, <laughs> what? Uh, an idiot says, I'll kill myself. <laughs> what? Um, uh, a suicidal person says, what? Is what I should have said. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I and think... see you again in one <laughs> For me, this song is a man who is gasping back to life after a moment when he realized that he went too far in his A-E-A. <laughs> That what auto erotic is yeah. yeah okay his aea right so he's like and he's got the, his face is blue and the the pantyhose is around his neck his pants are around his ankles but thank god evan he survived right this song mm-hmm. is pretty much fully naked still has an erection um but has pants around its ankles pantyhose around its neck uh and has just survived a near-death experience um and uh you know is all the better for it i think maybe possibly he glimpsed the face of God, as I did when I heard this song. <laughs> Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Stephen's voice does contain the face of God. The vibrations. <laughs> That's true. Good. God vibrations. is a vibration. He's a wave front. Whoa, deep. Mm. We'll be right back with more. It's all been done. <laughs> hey, Evan. Hi. <laughs> we weren't back at all, were we? You tricked me. <laughs> We've been back this whole time. time. How you doing? I am alive. You like to listen to all these podcasts? I live with it every day. <laughs> I 
I've heard that when you listen to our podcast, you fast forward through the guests and me, and you just listen to your own voice. Is that correct? Yeah. And I also record myself talking uh, over your guys' parts. I do. I read. <laughs> what I do is I'll, I'll play a good episode of the podcast, and then I'll take it. I'll put it in my suite, my, my audio suite, uh-huh. and then I'll make your voice my voice and the guest voice my voice. Do you... So that I'm having a conversation with myself, sometimes multiple myself. Do you do a... But I also I punch up your dialogue a lot. Great. Thank so you. I crack myself <laughs> up, let me tell you. Do you do an impersonation of me or is it just that? No, again? It's, it's me. Why would I make myself sound like you? I don't want to listen to you. <laughs> okay, sure. Absolutely. You want to listen to you. Uh, yeah, so it must be hard to... I mean, when you're talking like this and then you're talking like this and interrupting yourself, oops, I mean, what I really mean to say is, like, sometimes we talk well, like, that's why I put in a, a really loud, like, klaxon. So it goes, eh, eh, <laughs> Whenever it eh, switches characters. Eh, yep, yeah, whenever it switches characters. Klaxon. I, like I like to edit that in. <laughs> okay. Your so. version of this podcast sounds way better. Do you have any episodes that we can put up on the feed? Oh, God. We no, need a Christmas app. They're just for my private, private <laughs> okay. consumption. All right, perfect. For my, when I uh, masturbate. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, very cool. Very cool. Very legal. Love yeah, keep, keep going. I'm almost there. Oh, good. Hello, Evan. It's me, Evan. You're about to finish. Think am about I, the life you've had. Am I? <laughs> Is your pantyhose around your neck right now? No, I, I've never really... I mean... To be honest, let's be fair. We're talking about the song in the commercial. This is weird, but keep going. Yes, to be honest, to be fair. To be fair, like, I heard that autoerotic asphyxiation is, like, makes things better. Mm-hmm. And I've experimented with holding my breath. But you have? What? Yeah, I mean, it's like, hey, man, you get this really big, super awesome ejaculatory explosion when you're, your air is, like, I'm your sorry. air is. And I'm like, who is this character? Who was talking uh, to you and phantom, telling you about the my ejaculatory phantom hockey, My phantom hockey player. Okay, I'm sorry. Don't you sorry. have a phantom hockey player? I do not. Oh, he shows up and helps you through your life. Gives you all sorts of good advice. All right, continue. So I'm yeah, not going to how he died, but he doesn't want me to die that way. So, but he told me, you know, it was a, it's a good... So, so I, he's a ghost. He's a phantom hockey player. He's a phantom. <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference between a phantom and a ghost? Is the phantom of the opera a ghost? No, he's a man. So this but is. A, he, but they thought he was a ghost. Was this a hockey player who was badly burned? And no, he died of autoerotic asphyxiation. He choked himself to death while masturbating. All right, all right. Keep nobody. <laughs> Has Kyle Wirtz taught you nothing? <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I broke my fucking chair. Yeah, autoerotic asphyxiation, uh-huh. not for me. Uh huh. I found out. Uh huh. Just holding, it didn't work. Holding my breath made no difference. And okay. I'm like, I don't want to do anything more than hold my breath. Okay. All right. So. That makes sense to me. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine that it would. I mean, I guess choking is a thing, though. Some people like to be choked. Yeah. And again, no no kink, no kink shaming here. No kink shaming. Like, but be safe. Be safe, sure. bro. bro buds. <laughs> like. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, speaking of kinks. <laughs> Stephen, Keith, Jimmy, Jerome, and friends have been trekking their way through the classic series. <laughs> trekking their way through the classic series on the Star Trek rewatch. Podcast. What sort of kinks do you think exist in Star Trek? It's all been tracked before. Because uh, you got like- the hollow deck, right? You could do anything. You can like. Ah, oh, I have a super big kink. I like but, to take a shit in a toilet made of clouds. But a hollow deck can't. Can it, I, I don't know anything about Star Trek. It can can it replicate you. physical? Yes, it can touch you. It can touch you. It can touch you. Can it? Uh, oh, has there been? I'm sure there has a Star Trek murder mystery where the holodeck was the killer. Oh, uh, like seven of them. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like canon episodes or like. Or there's, there, well, there's usually like holo. Uh, usually, it's like a character in the holodeck. There's been one where it's never like the holodeck itself. Somebody programmed the holodeck. Yes, too. yeah, or nice. a holodeck character like gets out. Oh, what? Like, cause they, cause they, they'll, they'll do dumb shit like oh, I want like Data the android will go in and solve a bunch of Sherlock Holmes cases because of course that's what fucking people are using the holodeck for is to like dress up like fucking Robin Hood and reenact shit they're not real? going into like yeah I just want to make a magical pig pile and go in and just full of holes and just fuck <laughs> fuck my way down like that's what's happening or like fucking Commander Riker's going in there and like if you, say if you're on a diet you go in there and you're like I'm just gonna fucking stuff my face with fucking holographic food yeah. tastes the same exactly the same yeah step out of the holodeck all disappears from your stomach it's okay. gone yeah perfect yeah for sure and then you just go back in and stuff but yourself again they're, they're pretending to be Sherlock Holmes yeah, they're like doing, they're doing, or like detectives or something like that you know they're they're I, that's, it's my theory that people in the future in Star Trek future are fundamentally different humans than we are now <laughs> like they are not human right. in the same way that we are sure 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 yeah and you know more power to them if you want to pretend to be fucking that's your kink <laughs> dressing up like <laughs> sure 
And that is, I mean, we don't know much about Steven or Jimmy Jerome, yeah. but their kinks could be dressing up like Sherlock Holmes or Robin Hood and reviewing the original classic series, Star Trek. On the podcast, it's all been Trek before. The holodeck free. They have, oh, they have great segments like fashion. That's a segment. <laughs> why, are we, why are we making fun of them? Alternate episode and baiting Jimmy Jerome by bringing up Star Wars. Yo, folks, come up with a new segment called Kinks in the Trek Universe. And there's got to be a catchier name. I feel that. like I feel like um, fucking either uh, Greatest Generation or Friends of DeSoto have already done that. Okay. A thousand times. Is there a podcast called Treks in the City? No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a podcast my partner could do. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I don't know what the concept is, but is it just a sex Trek's and in the city? Is it a sex and Star Trek podcast? Yeah, I probably. Like, like yeah, and your partner a, would be great at that. It would be like a. It'd be just basically po- a Star Trek fanfic. Yeah, like they just weave a fanfic every episode. Okay, yo, you have a new segment called Treks in the City, Jimmy Jerome. You gotta, you gotta do it. What are kinks in the Star Trek universe? Uh, now, su- <laughs> suffer, th- <laughs> suffer through the final episodes of season three along with them before they move on to other decades and the plethora of spinoffs. You can find more info about It's All Been Trekked Before and all our other shows at iabdpresents.com slash iabd. The end. We're back with It's All Been Done Before, a bare naked... That's not the name of it. What's our... It's All Been Done. It's All Been Done. That's right. We're back with It's All Been Done, a bare naked ladies podcast. Right now is the part of the podcast where we spin that the big wheel. wheel. How do our podcasts... How are our podcasts so long when both of us talk so fast? <laughs> don't know. How does that happen? This, this... How do we manage... Like, we should... We've taken like a... I, if we I, talked I don't, at a normal person's speed, this podcast would be three. We already hours talk fast long. enough that like a lot of people listen to their podcast on like one point five times speed or something like that, just to get through more they of them. Have to listen to us on half speed. They couldn't. They couldn't do it with us. <laughs> this segment is called "I Have Learned." What lessons could be taken oh, from Jesus. this? Song? Welp. Uh... I feel like the same thing that can be taken from every Stephen Page song. Which is? Get some help, bro. <laughs> yes, therapists are like, useful. Therapists are useful. Like, your insurance talk out your problem. Them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. um, yeah uh, my, I think the advice that you could take from this song is uh, turn that chorus upside Doris, is what I would say. You go know, on. don't go from a light place to a dark place. You need to come out the other side. Start with right. the gun. And <laughs> end with, I'll be that girl and you would be right over. Does the like, course work in If rooms? I had a gun, there'd be no tomorrow. If I were dead, you'd be in shadow. <laughs> oh, oh no. Um, if I had no, if there were no tomorrow, I'd have a gun. gun. If you were in shadow, I'd be a few, or uh, I'd be the sun. <laughs> Oh, I like that. If you, you were, were in clover, clover I'd, I'd be, be a field. field. Oh, okay. If you were right, right over, over, I'd be that girl. <laughs> it works right until the end. <laughs> I'd be that. Nothing rhymes with field. That's a synonym for female. Yield. Sealed. I'd be the new deal. <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, okay. What other lessons I'd could be you? Creel. Ah, there it is. Uh, what other, I think a, a lesson is that people, their self-worth doesn't change, Stephen, when they get older and less pretty. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it does for some people whose people, entire self-identity well, is based on their Instagram followers or, yeah, I think people, yeah. People are more willing we to We all set. listen to Dirty John. People will <laughs> you didn't listen to Dirty John? You missed the podcast experience, the serial of 2018? You mm. never listened to serial, did you? Nope. <laughs> Season three was real good. It took place in Cuyahoga. Cuckoo. <laughs> Beaver Beaver Creek. Beaver Falls. <laughs> just saying words. That's around the Cuyahoga County. What other lessons could you take from this? How about it's time to kick off your shoes, lay back and choose sadness. sadness. Sometimes it's okay to be sad. To be sad if it makes other people happy. I mean, if there's it could be a really healthy relationship at the core of this song. I feel like that's it could so, be. It could yeah, be. Yeah, that martyrdom where he's just like, you know, I'm just gonna be sad and you just you go out and do what you need to do. Like I feel like that Martin, he, he's well, not living his best life. That's a life. way to, in the books I've read, uh-huh. that's, that's one of the ways is just sort of, because you're going to be sad when you're partners with other people, right? right? You're, you're not getting what you want. Right. You're not the focus of attention. That's the, the difference of attention. And people will say, you know, 
love isn't a pie, you know, that sort of thing. But time certainly is, mm-hmm. right? So if they're not spending time with you they're, and they're spending time with someone else, it's easy to get jealous. Right. So you've got to sort of work your way through Do that. Do you think about death a lot when, like, my partner's not with me. I have maybe 50 years left. No, so. not that. It's just in, in the context of a polyamorous relationship. Sure, sure. And again, I'm not somebody who should be you talking a lot about these. you me so many qualified. Why are you reading so many polyamory books? Why indeed. <laughs> so <laughs> let me continue on with this. So. Okay. So yeah. Uh, so coming to terms with that sort of thing and being and trying to find a way to be your own person again is not necessarily a bad way of dealing with right. it. Right. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Definitely. Um, but I, I do think, yeah, I think it's a good, it's a good... I think the base message of it's okay to be sad sometimes, mm-hmm. even not in the context of polyamory. It's, a, it's okay to be mad sometimes. Yes. These are lessons we should play. I'll be that girl for our, for children. Cause we've got plenty of time to grow old and die. <laughs> What's the next line? No, I don't want to do that one. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. That's a good lesson. What other lessons? Any other lessons? Uh, well, uh, if Steven had a gun, we don't want Steven to get a gun, do we? Yeah. Uh, if you're hot enough, even a eunuch will kiss you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good lesson to take. Although, like, what getting... a weird line. Yeah, I mean, I think it was just, he was trying to get the rhyme in. What? Even a eunuch? He didn't have to use a eunuch. Then even a, a hermit will not re- won't resist. Well, even a... Hermits still like to get the To get, to get the down. Yeah, yeah, hermits get down. <laughs> but, like, I mean, eunuchs, there's an implication that they don't, they're not interested in sex, which isn't true. I think eunuchs are just as interested in sex as anyone else. They just can't engage in it as in the same way. Yeah. Well, if, if you're a eunuch, making out is like sex to you because that's the most – you can only go that far, right? Well, I don't know. I've never met a eunuch. I've never really talked to a eunuch or read like interviews or anything like that, but I know that – Do eunuchs still – can you it still depends. be a eunuch? There's a lot of different ways. What? I mean, chemical castration. Yeah. I mean, you can cut off your balls yourself or get them removed. I'm sure I'm sure someone – you could pay someone to do that, but I think – I know the last castrati, the Italian castrati died cent- uh, last, in the last century – and then what? China had a long history of court eunuchs, but that's, you know, oh, that's been over for a long time, too. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't done any eunuch research. Okay, but you've done a lot about polyamory. You're not a eunuch. Why aren't you reading eunuch books? Why, indeed. <laughs> Isn't The Last Castrati the film about the life Tom, of Dom Tom, DeLuise? Tom, Tom, <laughs> played by Tom Cruise. Yeah. Played by Tom, holy shit, Dom DeLuise played by Tom Cruise in his Tropic Thunder makeup. Yeah. yeah. Tom What? What? Tom Cruise is in Tropic Trop- Thunder. He is, oh, he is in Tropic. He's oh, the big oh, fat guy. God, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because he's not <laughs> usually fat, but this guy's fat. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, okay, good. Tom Cruise is weird. Tom Cruise crazy. Yeah, just but, be glad it's him, not you. Uh, all right, but uh, sometimes you gotta choose madness. Sometimes throw off those chains. <laughs> Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick email from a listener. Listen. It's time to take some bare naked mails. If you have a piece of bare naked mails, I forgot to do this last episode that you want to send to us. It's it's all been done podcast at gmail.com. This email send us those letters. Send yeah, them questions. Send them. We'll, this, we will we'll answer them in a way that you weren't happy with. This email comes to us from DJ. Sent from my Sprint Samsung Galaxy S8 Plus. Ooh. <laughs> well, way to start off on a bang. Um. So this is kind of a winding question. It says, what breed of dog would each member of the Bare Naked Ladies be? If not dog, what other type of pet would suit each individual member? Bonus points if one is a hedgehog. So. Whoa. Is this someone's kink? <laughs> it might be. Might be a little fetish. Um, so what? Do you want to stick with dog? I don't know anything about breeds of dog. Let's, let's stick with dog for now. Uh, we'll, we'll start with dog. <laughs> then we'll go. Then we'll open. Then we'll throw that. You do the dog. I'll do the other animal. Okay. okay. So you start with Stevie P. Steven Page. He going to be. Um, Steven Page is going to be like a Doberman. Why? Because they're very sort of. They're very sort of needy dogs, mm-hmm. from what I remember. Um, and again, I'm not... This question, of course, took me by surprise, so I'm going on my <laughs> knowledge of dog breeds. So uh-huh. yeah, they're needy dogs. They're very persnickety dogs. And uh, they get bored very easily. And uh, But they're also very l- sort of loyal. And um, I love the way they bark. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> kidding. Weird. Just like Just like Stephen Page singing. Uh- but I think, I think a Doberman would be good for Stephen Page because they're, they're sloppy, but in all the right ways. <laughs> Um, I think the Stephen Page for me would be a grizzly bear, right? Okay. He's he, we we have this conception of grizzly bears, this duality in in culture as 
sometimes vicious, uh, out-of-control creatures, and sometimes cute, cuddly, the teddy bear exists, right? Mm -hmm. So I think most of the time, Stephen Page is a teddy bear. Stephen Page is, you know, a cute, cuddly, but Stephen Page can get out of control. Just like a Doberman. As we've learned, just like a Doberman. Uh, And uh, I think we can see both sides of him. Let's go to Ed Robertson. Ed Robertson. I wanted to say Golden Retriever. I'm going to say Golden Retriever. Okay. Because he is... Cute, loyal, cute, dumb. Love, loyal, love. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say dumb. Not all goldies are dumb. Okay. But uh, yeah, he's a he's sort of a dog. He's sort of a family dog, right? When you think of when you think of dogs, like dog, like Americana dogs, right? Like gold, goldies are what comes to mind. Yeah, uh, I see Ed as uh, an American bison. He, he roams the, uh, the, the landscape. He's, he's, he's big. He's imposing, uh, at least sonically. Um, he is ubiquitous of America, uh, and, uh, uh truly, uh, in Canada In Canada, a bison in Canada. Shit. I forgot. He's not all American for a second. We're not talking about swamp rock here. Saker. <laughs> Let's go to Tyler. Tyler gonna be a pit bull. A pit bull. Because Pities are lovey. Okay. Pities are lovey, but they also super protecto. That makes sense. He attack, but he also protect. <laughs> but most important. He's a, lo- he's a lovey boy. And okay. um, yeah, pit bulls are great dogs. And Tyler is a great drummer. I think Tyler is a baboon. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then. I think a baboon is probably the only creature that can derive enjoyment from drinking beer and getting into hijinks. Uh, I think specifically he's Dunstan. I think he checks it. <laughs> Dunstan checks <laughs> I'm fairly sure I've seen Tyler. I've seen Dunstan play the drums in that movie. Mm. Uh, I think he's goofy. He's silly. But a monkey will also tear the fuck your face off. Like a, a baboon oh, is yeah. what you call oh, him. Yeah, he was yeah, not yeah. a monkey. He's a baboon. Okay. Wait. Are baboons big? They're apes. Yeah. They're they're not monkeys. All right. Maybe he's a monkey. I go what back kind to monkey? monkey. Whatever. He's Bubbles. What was MJ's monkey? That's it. Bubbles was a chimpanzee. That's what I meant. So an ape. Yeah, he's an ape. Okay. Those are all just monkeys. Nope. Everything from a giant gorilla to a tiny little finger Rhesus monkey, monkey. Like a... To a Rhesus species monkey is mm-hmm. just the same. They're Stash all monkeys. species up. <laughs> he's one of the monkeys who does funny things, but will also tear your face off. He's one of the monkeys from the band. Peter he's Tor- Davy Jones. Davy Jones, Peter Tork. You got it. <laughs> yeah, he's Davy Jones. He's Davy Jones from the monkeys. Uh, let's go Jim. Jim Cregan. I'm feeling like a uh, greyhound. A greyhound. Or maybe a whippet. Oh, uh, like the drug? Nope. Okay, like the, go ahead. A dog. Like he's a, he's a short hair, uh, very sort of particular. Okay. Uh, but when he, get, when he gets that baseline running, it goes. Okay. All right. I think, I think Jim is a jellyfish. <laughs> I think he's beautiful to watch. Um, but you don't touch. But you don't, <laughs> don't touch. touch. His flow is like water. Hey, don't touch. <laughs> don't touch the gym. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, Jim the Jellyfish also is just a fun thing to say. Uh, all right, let's go to Kev. Well, they did throw that at the concert. They, the woman did throw her uh, brassiere onto the uh, mm-hmm. onto the stage, and Jim took it and put it on his base. That's right. It's playing with what it. What does that have to do with the jellyfish? Because no one touch him. No one touch him. No one touch. No one touch. No one touch him. No one touch the creek. Who was the last one? Kev. Kev, uh, I'm going to go Weimaraner. What is that? It is a very sort of... Bring it up online. Just type in Weimaraner. But it, it's a short-haired dog, gray hair. Um, they're very beautiful uh, dogs. Oh. They're sort of a bit on the bigger, medium, big end. Okay. Um, if you saw them on the street, you'd recognize them. Yeah. Um, but they're very beautiful dogs. They're very sort of... Uh, and again... This is off of my experience with Weimaraners. I'm not like a dog, a dog man. Uh, I love dogs, but okay. I'm not like a knowledgeable breeder or anything like that. So, okay. so in my experience, they're sort of they're sort of low key. Um, okay, all and right. Really nice dogs. For my Kev, a let me, Sharpay. Let me ask you: Have you ever heard of the Hedgehog's Dilemma? Pug. <laughs> He's a pug. No. Kev is a hedgehog. I want the bonus point. Why is Kev a hedgehog? Sell this to me. And so I'm the hedgehog's know dilemma. Everything. Do you know the hedgehog's dilemma? Go on. In the winter, hedgehogs have to, in nests, come together close to share warmth. But hedgehogs can't get too close because they poke each other with their quills. So the hedgehog's dilemma is a metaphor for human intimacy because it presupposes that humans want to be close to one another, but in coming close to one another, they have the opportunity to hurt one another, right? I understand that, but how is that related to Kevin? 
Kevin's the softest boy there is. He wants right. to get close to people, but he cries too easily. Right, but how does he poke them? He doesn't. He doesn't. No, have spines. he just gets poked. He doesn't have spines. He is a spineless. <laughs> Do those exist? He is. He is uh, someone who loves hedgehogs. Yeah, he's a hedgehog owner. He is you, DJ. You and your hedgehog kink. Yes. Kevin represents. He represents That's man. Yeah. That's what animal Kevin is. <laughs> Kevin is the man in all of us. Uh, DJ, thanks for your email. Thank you, buddy. We appreciate it. Yeah, DJ Tanner. All right, Ebo. Hey, no. End of episode. Whoa. We did it. We go. <laughs> Always do it so happy. Um, you can get with us on Facebook. It's all been done on Bare Naked Ladies Podcast. You can get with us on Twitter at it's, oh, at been done pod. Yeah. Or uh, you can rate us on iTunes. You can rate us on iTunes. You can go steal our reviews. What? Rate us. Come and raid some reviews from us. Raid us on iTunes. I get it. I've never seen the raid. I want to see all those movies. Oh, Tony I just, ja. watched, I just watched it. Tony, Let's talk more about Tony movies. Ja, Tony Jaa's not in the raid. What is he in? Uh, the Protector and Ong Bak. Okay, my Ong bad. Bak 2. I thought it was Tony Jaa. We're just talking a lot about movies we want to see on this episode. You keep talking a lot about movies you want to see. Piss poor episode. I keep um, trying to done. get us back on topic. <laughs> see you again in one week. See you again in one week. Ha, you fucker. You didn't ask me what I was going to plug. Oh, no. I haven't stopped it yet. You son of a bitch. <laughs> what are you going to plug this week, Ev? Hedgehog's Dilemma. You hedgehog's lemon me. Nope. See you again in one week. See you again in one week.